Can balloons reconnect Puerto Rico? That story and more on H2O Radio's weekly news report. I'm Jamie Sudler. I'm Franny Halperin. And it's This Week in Water. On Sunday morning, Nate, the fastest hurricane ever to cross the Gulf of Mexico, struck Mississippi and Alabama after hitting Louisiana. Luckily, the storm spared New Orleans and rapidly weakened as it moved inland. Flooding did occur in parts of Mississippi and Alabama, and there were power outages in some areas. But there seemed to be a collective sigh of relief as Hurricane Nate did not pack the destructive force of siblings Harvey, Irma, and Maria. While the effects of the storms have been horrific for humans, they have also impacted animals. Irma destroyed more than half of the incubating sea turtle nests in a national wildlife refuge on a barrier island off of Florida's east coast. The area is one of the most important loggerhead and green turtle nesting sites in the world, according to Science Daily. And researchers are also worried about Monkey Island off the coast of eastern Puerto Rico, inhabited by hundreds of rhesus macaques. And while it appears many survived Hurricane Maria, their food supplies were decimated. Scientists have studied the monkeys on the island since the 30s when animals were brought there from Southeast Asia. Mother Jones reports that researchers are taking food and water to the island in addition to helping residents of Punta Santiago in Puerto Rico, where many of the staff for Monkey Island live. It's only been about six weeks since Hurricane Harvey stalled over southeast Texas and dumped more than 50 inches of rain in the Houston area. Of course, the effects of the storm are still being felt. Last week, the EPA confirmed that one of the most powerful carcinogens, dioxin, has leaked from a Superfund site from the San Jacinto River just east of Houston. The agency found the chemical in samples of river sediment. The contamination comes from a paper mill operated in the 1960s and is just one of the Superfund sites inundated during Harvey, concentrations of leaked dioxin are 2,000 times higher than the level at which the EPA requires cleanup. The fact that the site was vulnerable was made clear way before Harvey. The Houston Chronicle reports that three years ago, Samuel Brody, a professor at Texas A&M, said the site was a loaded gun that could cause severe contamination if hit by a violent storm or hurricane. Meanwhile, Jackie Young, who grew up near the area and is a founder of a grassroots organization, told the Chronicle that the scary part of the leak is they have no way of knowing where all the contaminated material was carried by the floodwaters. Fracking cannot and will not take place in Scotland. Those were the words of Paul Wheelhouse, the country's energy minister, as the government banned the controversial practice last week. The Guardian reports that Wheelhouse said allowing fracking would cause long-lasting negative impacts on communities, damaging public health, the environment, and climate goals. Scotland's economy depends on natural gas for much of its residential heating and commercial activity. But that was not enough to sway residents whom the government surveyed about the issue through a process called consultation. Almost 100% of 65,000 respondents opposed fracking. Scottish conservatives said the decision would discourage much-needed economic investment. The government's ban will be put to a vote in the Scottish Parliament later this year and is expected to pass easily. 
On Friday, two earthquakes struck Japan in the same area as the Fukushima nuclear power plant that was destroyed in 2011. No injuries have been reported and no tsunami occurred, but the danger of earthquakes and their lasting effect on nearby nuclear power plants was highlighted by a recent paper published in the Proceedings of the National Academy of Sciences. The research shows that the groundwater underneath beaches, 60 miles away, is highly contaminated from the 2011 disaster. As reported in Science News, the authors of the study theorized that seawater tainted with radioactive material traveled along coastal waters and lapped up against beaches. The radioactive material stuck to the sand and likely percolated down. Now it's making its way back into the ocean. The research notes that the contaminated groundwater is not currently a public health threat, but about 200 of the world's 440 nuclear power plants are located along coastlines, and as Newsweek reports, if a similar incident happens again, it may not be as benign. And finally, when Hurricane Maria hit Puerto Rico last month, it not only destroyed access to food and running water, it made communicating about those needs difficult. The FCC said as of last Friday that more than 80% of Puerto Rico's cell towers are still down and only 11% of residents have power. Companies like Google and Tesla are responding to the crisis. Google's parent company, Alphabet, was granted an emergency experimental FCC license for its It's Project Loon to use solar-powered, high-altitude balloons in the hopes of providing mobile phone service. The balloons are about the size of a tennis court when inflated and carry the equivalent of a cell tower communications package. Although the technology is still new, it had some success in bringing Wi-Fi to Peru when serious floods hit there last January. How soon the balloons will be operational is still unknown. A company spokesperson said they're working with the island's telecommunications provider to integrate the technology. Still, if they get cell service, how would people charge their devices? With solar panels, if Tesla's Elon Musk has a say in it, and apparently he does. He and Puerto Rico's governor, Ricardo Rosseo, had a 25-minute call last Friday where they discussed relief efforts with Tesla playing a leading role. Hundreds of Tesla Powerwall battery systems are already in Puerto Rico, and the company's employees are in the country helping with installation and training. Energy analysts say solar panels linked together in a grid would generate their own power, be less vulnerable to storms, and reduce energy bills. In an interview with USA Today, Roseo said he's always been interested in renewable energy. He said bringing solar power to the island would be a silver lining to the disaster. This Week in Water is supported by the American Waterworks Association. Water quality experts will present the latest science and research in the field at WQTC in Portland, November 12th through 16th. Learn more at awwa.org forward slash WQTC.